are you a Gen Xer? Are you a Gen Y? Are you a Gen Z? Are you a millennial? To be quite frank, I, I, I hate these labels. I can't stand them and all the negativity that comes with them because it's usually applied in some sort of way to, ah, uh, well, that's just who they are. Ba baby boomers are just considered, well, they're, those are those old people. Millennials, that's me. Uh, I'm, I barely fit into that. I'm 43 years old at the time of this. And I was born, I think, depending on which resource you use, I was like around the last year of when the millennial, um, the age of the millennial started. And I've heard all the labels of, ah, that's just, you're a millennial. You just do all that. Well, and whatever the, the negative or, or, you know, slight back, backhanded dig, uh, whatever the thing is. Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, they all come with something. It being in, in teaching myself, I've heard so many different people speak to so many different things about, you know, this generation and the good and the bad. But today I, I want to talk about the goals of a generation. This is based on some really, really interesting research that I found that got sent to my inbox. Um, and I, I dodged it and dodged it and finally pulled it up and read it. And it was like, wow, man, doesn't that really inform us about what this generation is doing, what their goals are, what they're looking at, and maybe even how misinformed they are. So today on the Project 2 Million podcast, we're going to talk about what generations want to accomplish. And are they in the right order? So welcome in. Welcome to the Project 2 Million Podcast. So this research that I got sent to my inbox is from a group called the Barna Group. And if you're not familiar with this, I'm not, I wouldn't say whether I'm surprised one way or, or not. It's somewhat of a niche group because it's a faith-based research group. They surveyed all sorts of things related to faith and church and even things outside of church because they're trying to get a grasp on what is moving the country, the United States, where, what direction is it headed in? What's the past telling us about, um, especially genera generationally, they put out a lot of things when it comes to faith and what faith behaviors are, but also where are people spending their money? Um, what are church related behaviors? What are giving behaviors? What are um, what's most important to certain generations, they do a lot of these things with different ages. Some of it has really grabbed me. Some of it has not. Um, they also have books on some of these things. I'm not a sponsor. I'm not peddling Barna by any means. They just have some, some decent stuff sometimes. This, I, this got dropped in my inbox, and it was really, really fascinating. Because the title of it is called, Is Gen Z the Most Success-Oriented Generation? And that grabbed me because I instantly think about what I do. And um, if you've heard any of my podcasts before, you know that the idea of success weighs heavy on me, not because I want to be successful, but because I want to teach generations to come about what success can be, not how to get there even, but how to be informed, basically to be successful and not have the wrong information that's guiding you towards success. So for an example of that is I don't want, and I'm completely passionate about people not getting into or pushing towards college or grad school or some 
title that people tout as successful just because they have been told that's successful. That's when they will feel somewhat fulfilled or that's when they will have quote unquote made it. Um, whether it's family members that are pushing them that way, or they just saw their parents or their grandparents as successful. And so I've got to do exactly what they've got to do. I've got to be, I've got to follow in their legacy footsteps. I'm just going to do that. And then I'll be successful. I'll have the approval of other people. It's fascinating. And I don't want people to do it. Um, part of that's on a personal level. My father who, um, recently passed, pushed me while I was in grad school, getting my master's degree kept telling me, and my father had a PhD in microbiology. He kept telling me, you, you got you have to do a PhD. If you want to go anywhere, you have to do a PhD. And when, so when are you going to do the PhD? And it was these, you know, kind of subtle comments, very slid in, it slid in, in, in occasional conversation. He had a PhD. That was his version of success. That was where he kind of hit his Plymouth point, his pinnacle, his peak, his paramount, all the P's, whatever you want to say, guide you towards success. And I fought it. I didn't want that. I didn't want a PhD. PhD. There's another P. Um, PhD, paramount, peak, pinnacle. Okay. Um, I, I didn't want that. Wasn't my thing. Still not my thing. I actually currently run a PhD program at a, a, a local university, an online PhD program. It is for some people. It is not for some people. It isn't for me. I'm just not a PhD guy doing doctoral work right now past my, my DPT, my doctorate in PT. That's my clinical degree. Um, but ultimately mine was, um, in pursuit of meeting a career goal to help other people by getting into teaching. It wasn't so I could feel successful or accepted by others. I absolutely battled with that. But that's the struggle with the idea of success is on a personal level to me, but it's also in a, from a stewardship standpoint, what are we teaching our, our students, our learners? I don't want to say kids. I, I, if you're a student, if you're a, a teenager that's listening to this or early college, or even considering graduate school, and you happen to be listening to this, I'm not going to call you a kid. I'm not going to label you with a generation, but I am going to share with you some things that I, that was, un, that some things that were uncovered in this research performed by Barna that I think are really useful and applicable and important to know. So let me share this with you. What they did, what Barna did was they surveyed at two different times, two different uh, group sizes. They surveyed uh, teenagers that were so 13 to 18, almost 1500 of them. And then uh, about a thousand um, adults from 18 to 29. So they are serving people that are crossing different generations because they were doing some compa uh, comparative analysis. And so here's, they, they asked, um, a, a few different questions. I want the first one that I want to share with you is I want to accomplish blank before age 30. Fascinating. This is, and it's such a great question. And I love that it's kind of open-ended in a way. I don't, I haven't read the actual report to see how they, if they gave some pre, some canned phrases, some preconceived phrases for people to rank. For generation Z, and this was different than any of the previous three generations they surveyed. Number one is finish my education. 66% of those that responded in that generation range said, finish my education is the number one thing. Almost immediately tied with it 
is start a career. Number three, become financially independent. Four, follow my dreams. Number five is almost humorous to me. Um, and I'll explain why in just a second. Enjoy life before you have the responsibilities of being an adult. Um, yeah, followed by very quickly, find out who you really are, travel to other countries, get married, become more mature spiritually, become a parent. That's third from the bottom. And this is the next two, the last care for the poor and needy. The last one is, uh, cause I know you are maybe interested is try to become famous or influential. And I think as time goes by and the current group of kids, literal kids are surveyed. I think that's going to come out as being higher ranked. There are several research papers out there already, um, from multiple countries showing that the, the greatest child goal right now is to be a YouTuber or influencer, which is, um, not sure what to make of that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial for sure. But let's go back to the top five, finish my education, start a career, become financially independent, follow my dreams, enjoy life before you have the responsibilities of being an adult. So if I want to accomplish this before age 30, here's the number one thing. And if I'm a goal chaser, I set goals because I'm going to chase them. Then I'm going to imply, I'm going to understand from this, that finish my education is the number one thing. Everything else comes after that. The foundation is the chase to finish my education, then start a career, and then become financially independent. Follow my dreams, which personally for me, I think should be higher. Get to that in just a second. And then enjoy life before you have the responsibilities of being an adult. And this differs from the other generations that they surveyed. Here's why this... I think is misguided and why collectively as a society, we are, there's something that's we're, we're doing wrong. I don't know if it's parents, um, misguiding their kids to think that a formal education is the only route towards the other things, or if people, um, that are in this Gen Z range are seeing that other people, um, they're following a trend of going to college and that's all they know is I, I won't get a career until I finish college. Um, when it says finish my education, that's usually speaking towards a formal type of education. It's much different now than it was two or 300 years ago when apprenticeships existed, where education was actual physical training. Here's how to do this skill. Um, I'm going to go sit with a shopkeeper or a welder or a blacksmith or a weaver or some, whatever, a carpenter. And I'm going to learn this skill until I become X, Y, or Z. And then we added education on once we got so smart that we decided, well, this needs a, this needs college. This needs a degree and this needs a certification. And there's use for all of that now. And it's great that, it, that in the capitalistic version of the United States, we have so many options for degrees and certifications that it is changing to a degree what finish my education can mean. But in the context of this, it's finishing a, a formal education. So I'm going to finish college. I'm going to finish my bachelor's degree. I'm going to finish master's degree. I'm going to finish doctoral, whatever it is I've got planned. And then I'm going to start my career. And somehow that's going to springboard me to becoming financially independent. I do realize that this 
is a pretty small sample size relative to what the entire country and what the metrics of our, the, the demographics of our country look like. So every year we have 16 million approximately high school graduates that come out. Um, we have in, in healthcare, and this is what I know the most because that's my industry. We have around 21 to 22 healthcare professionals, about 22 million healthcare professionals. And so that, and it's the largest industry, largest defined industry, um, in the United States that make up the biggest bulk of the economy. Healthcare careers require a formal education, even if that's becoming a CNA, uh, or they require some sort of, of certification or licensure. It's, it protects the public. It's a kind of a, a gatekeeper towards safe practice in a way. But with that many students coming out, we have 16 million. And high, the cost of higher education only going up. And a generation behind, that's Gen Y or Gen X, even millennials like me that still have kids that aren't to college yet. I've got two tens and eight, a six and a four. Yep, five, five kids. I'm still here. Um, I've got parents that are both still paying off student loans because they pursued education towards a career first. And so because that's what they did, that's what I'm supposed to do. And as a parent, I did this. And so you've got to do this. This is how I judge success. The same meets for you as opposed to listening to, oh, this is what you're really good at. This is where you spend most of your time thinking and playing. And I can't wait to go do this. And I'm not talking about, I can't wait to get on Facebook and scroll. That's obviously ridiculous. You can't do that for a living. And I don't even want to get into the physiology of spending so much time on social media. That's it's. Yeah, try to stay away from that. But the, the point is, what, what do you kind of geek out on? If you don't have anything and your kids don't have anything, then there's a chance that they're not being provided the right opportunities. It's, there's a chance they're being distracted by something else. There's a chance that they just haven't been, they haven't crossed paths with something yet that just really lights a fire. Why would you chase an education in something that you don't care about or hoping that I'm, you're going to find your way in? Hoping that you're going to become financially independent from it, knowing that the student loan amount is only going up. So we've got 16 million high school graduates every year. So every four years, so uh, this group of college graduates is matriculating for four years of college. If they go to college, it's about 64 million. If you, all of them went to college, a large part are taking student loans because the parents are can't haven't afford, been able to afford to save for their kids in a 529 fund or some sort of way. And so they're working to pay off their loans. And so the other students are going and taking out bigger loans because college costs more all in hopes that they'll become, they'll get a career and become independent. What if, let me, let me pose this to you. What if we flipped these five and went, and I'm going to sound totally like a, a crotchety old man here. The, the bottom of the, of the, of the top five that I gave you, uh, enjoy life before you have the responsibilities of being an adult. What if that was number one? I want to make a responsible decision and then I follow my dreams. That's number four, flipping it up to number two. I'm going to understand what it is to be responsible. I'm going to be fiscally responsible. I'm going to make wise decisions by talking to smart people. I'm going to understand the job market 
I'm going to know where to look to find a job. I'm going to see how much they're paying in the area that I want to live in. I want to, I'm going to dig because online I can find any type of calculator I want. And I'm going to put in the salary amount for this job because this says I can be a cosmetologist in um, Dallas, Texas, and I can go work at this salon and I can make $49,000. Awesome. That's what you want to do. You love nails and hair and makeup and coloring and dyeing and trimming. And I, I don't even know all the stuff that goes into cosmetology, but if that's what you want to do, go for it. What's it going to cost you? Because being a cosmetologist, you don't have to have a bachelor's degree. If that's what you love and you can't wait to do your friend's hair or you can't wait to redo your own highlights because that's your creative nature coming out, that's your gift, why would you go to, go to college just because somebody said so? If you're a writer, you love to write and somebody's told you, wow, your poetry is amazing or you write fant a fantastic blog, you should have that pub published as a book. Why, um, if you're already good at it and that's being reinforced, why would you pay $80,000 to go back to school to get an English degree when you can be a creative writer a lot of places? You could take creative writing classes to build on your skills. So what if I was responsible enough to look at the options of what education is and my career options and the cost of it? So I actually am being responsible. I'm following my dreams. I, I'm becoming financially independent through my decisions and how I pursue the career and my education. Might take two extra years living at home and working at the grocery store as a, as a nighttime stalker to save money for school or to save money for a down payment for your, your next condo, your first condo. Um, or you're going to host your photography business out of or whatever. And, and I'm going to shift this to healthcare in just a second, because healthcare is one of a few fields, um, that you absolutely must have. I shouldn't say a few, um, is, is one of several fields that requires a degree to get into, but actually is on the lower end of the financial independence scale. And so I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. So what if I was responsible? I followed my dreams. I became financially independent through my wise and informed decisions about education as I progressed towards my career. What if we were able to shift that, that paradigm in what Gen Z is pursuing? So what they want to accomplish before age 30, probably not going to be, oh, I really want to be responsible. That's silly. But if we flip those five, if it was something to the effect, or maybe the top four, I want to follow my dreams first. I'm going to learn some responsibility along the way. I'm going to become more financially independent or fiscally sound as I move towards my career, learning my education options, rather than just, I got to finish my education. I got to do it. I can't go anywhere until I do my education and then I'll be wealthy. Then I'll be independent. Because that my friends, is misinformation. That's the type of misinformation that I hope to completely squash and curb with this podcast. If, it, if, if this touches one person or one million people, I, that's the, the type of misinformation I, I, I want to squash. Because right now, in the current environment, bachelor's degrees do not make 
that much more than high school graduates, than entrepreneurs, the highest, um, uh, the highest paying bachelor's degree right now, I believe is in computer engineering. And I think Forbes magazine said just last year that it was, it paid around $73,000. It's a good sum of money, but how much did you pay to get it? Did you pay $80,000? Did you pay $100,000 just to get an undergraduate degree in computer engineering when you could have started at an, a technical college, getting an associate's degree in the same thing, working for an engineering firm that might possibly fund your education and get you into the bachelor's degree and have a job while you're doing it, knowing that you've got an employer that supports you? That's possible in a lot of fields, in healthcare especially. So if you want to go into healthcare, you absolutely have to finish an education. You cannot get into a healthcare field without some formal type of health ed uh, of, of education, except for um, health coaching has become popular and there are still certifications that are accredited, uh, that require accreditation and mentorship and uh, internships and um, yeah, completion of those certifications before you can be a health coach. So it's very similar to a formal education. You finish it. I got to finish it. That's still number one, or that's, that's, at the, that's near the top. True. But is that going to lead to financial independence? Nope. Data's not showing that unless you have somebody else to pay for it. So being responsible, no, you're not going to geek out and, and you know, push your spectacles up to your, up your nose and say, well, I, I just, I really need to be more responsible. That's my, that's what I want to do before I'm 30. That's ridiculous. I don't expect that. Nobody says that when they're 16, 18, I'm 43 and I don't want to be as responsible as, as an adult sometimes. But before I finish my education, what am I doing to be responsible, to prepare for financial independence? That's the point. Is my gift to be in healthcare? I just have a caring nature. I understand the human body way more than other people. Chemistry is my thing. I am meant to be a pharmacist. I am meant to be a medical doctor. I'm meant to be a naturopath. I am, I am so keen on people's gait, gait patterns. I am destined to be a PT or a chiropractor or something to that effect. Maybe so. What, what's your responsibility first? And what are you teaching your learners, your students, your kids? And I say kids as in your children if you're parents, I'm not calling a generation kids. What are your education paths to get there? Because this ranking, finish education, start a career, become financially independent, follow my dreams, become responsible basically, or, or do everything um, before I have to be responsible. Those are misaligned. Those are out of order. Going to, through formal education in most institutions now will actually break you if you don't have money to pay for it right now. You'll get a career. Possibly. But this will not produce financial independence for you, again, unless you have something, someone to pay for it, or unless you're wise and understand your options. Here's what I mean. Healthcare can be an RN or in two, two different ways. Actually, probably more than that. I can be an RN for going to a technical college for two years. Um, there might even be some accelerated programs out there, but we'll say two years across the board. Some schools, that's $2,000, like in New Mexico, I think. Here in Alabama, it's around 9500 for the two-year degree. Great. If you're on Pell Grants, you just knocked over $6,000 off. So you'd pay $3,000-ish 
um, for that degree. You can go to uh, a university, get a BSN, which is the equivalent in practice of an RN. Um, it leads you to the same credential and pays $70,000. I get out of school, make $62,000 when I only owe 3000 for the loan I took out, or I go to school and owe sixty. Um, when I'm making 60, you can see the return on investment there. You can be creative with your path to get there because once you get into a place with a technical degree, if you're at a facility or an agency or a clinic or hospital system that supports further learning and tuition, so this is true in healthcare and other, other industry, you start in the system, show them you're a good employee show that you are responsible, that you love your career, they will help you finish your education. I'm a PTA. I can, I, I can get a two-year degree in being a PTA or an OTA or a surgical tech um, or a respiratory therapist and pay, again, nine grand if I'm in Alabama. I think it might be 4,500 in California for a two-year degree at most of the colleges. You can inspect that yourself. And I can get out and make 45, 55, some places $7,000, uh, $70,000 for whatever the career is, um, and whatever the setting is. And then I can bridge to the next place and maybe have somebody pay for it. So you, the point is of all of this, these, this generation, this, I want to accomplish this before age 30, they're striving for success. There's more data in this Barna report that shows that all they want is successful, but what is their version of success? Where are they getting it? And it's obviously misinformed based on who, who they surveyed here. So how do we flip it? I'm having conversations with my kids about what careers pay a lot, what it's like to go to college, how much it will cost, how much it could put them in debt if I don't save, how much that could impair their marriage, how much they won't have to save for their kids when they get older if they have kids. I'm not forcing education, formal education, because there's too many options. I'm actually my, my path. This is just me. I'm teaching responsibility along with following their dreams because their dreams come from their gifts. That may just be me, but if finance, but fi I am also, I am definitely teaching my kids and this is not the norm. Although I think it should be much, much more prevalent and not on a selfish re uh, level. I'm saying on an economical in the current e economy of college and careers. Understanding what financial independence is, how to get there, be responsible, and use your gifts, that will determine the rest. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think the data is showing that I'm right. So, be responsible, be informed, teach, dig. See you next time.